everybody, Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. <clears throat> I told y'all I was going to give y'all some updates. <laughs> Here we go. I told y'all I was going to be giving y'all some updates on um, um, going back to college at 30, Chronicles. Honey, I ain't ever seen so many people in my damn life be so mad over a test score that they receive. I will say this. The wording was off. Um, I, I had a passing score. My score was passing. That's still not good enough to get me a scholarship to go to, um, <coughs> usually when I start coughing like that, I should have been muted. I should have muted that. Sorry, y'all. But it's not good enough to get me a scholarship to go to, uh, to, uh, to get my master's go on to get my master's so i need to do better this is my first test my next test is next monday so i just need to be careful with what i do and how i do it um but i'm gonna say this get flies on honey and the reason i have to say this is because uh the teacher was questioning why this young lady got a high score on her test, you know, why she how she got an A. Um, and she got mad at the other girl because she said, um, he said something to her, you know, I knew you were gonna do good on this test. And the other girl was like, okay, why you question why I got my score? She's like, I studied, I read chapters, I read the chapter. I did what I was supposed to do. What are you talking about? I'm going to say this. And a lot of y'all are going to realize this too in life. Um... I got a passing grade, okay? So I didn't get no F. <laughs> it wasn't an A, but it wasn't an F. So, question her grade 
And the best thing you could do in class is to read the chapter and then like write down the terms and stuff like that. That's the way to, that's the best way to get that done. But a lot of times teachers question if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because of your attitude. He didn't question me. Um, so, I'm pretty sure he didn't question what I made on a test. she's stupid which granted to me I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna still pay a lot I question how she got a high market on the test too but I'll be straight up honest if you do the homework and that's the facts right there if you do the homework <clears throat> I did the homework I don't know what happened I don't know I got confused somewhere at it I got really confused so I don't know what happened but mostly if you do the homework in his class He's not gonna question you. Well, I mean, we do his homework in class, and that's basically the test that you're doing is you read the chapter, you do the homework, then you do the outline, you do the essay. And then you do the, uh, uh, yeah, I said the essay. He ain't gonna question you about what you're doing. But sometimes half of the issue is that you, listen. And you do what you're supposed to in class. doubted her it's because she has a nasty attitude and she talks back I don't know why y'all feel like y'all have to talk back to somebody like who the hell y'all think y'all talking to I'm trying to figure that I know half of that is because you dealt with like irate parents or something like that and my thing is grown folks do need to be careful how they talk to people don't get it twisted but for you to take that out on the whole world, you're bleeding on people who didn't do a damn thing to you. This teacher didn't do anything to you. For some reason, this girl is triggered by this man and she feels some kind of way about him. So she's bleeding on him because she feels like he treated her some kind of way. She feels like in some kind of way, you know. And it was funny to me because she said, oh, women have more shoes than men. Dude. Okay. <laughs> He said that that's kind of offensive to someone who don't have that many shoes. I mean, I have shoes, but how many of those shoes are wearable? That's my question. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, this is an older man. He's older. Treat him like you treat your grandfather. 
But for some reason, she triggered, and it was another girl that was triggered today. She was mad at him because she said, um, he said, put your cell phone up, young lady. Put your cell phone up. And she was like, do you see a cell phone? Girl, you know you want to talk to them other professors like that. So why are you talking to him like that? This is why he doubt your grade that you got on your test. It's because you're a nasty person. Like I said yesterday, I was talking about Richard Simmons and how he kills everybody with kindness and how he was able to take care. He was able to help people lose weight without talking to him, like talking trash to them and talking nasty to him like some other gutter snipes that are damn physical chainers. Be patient. I don't talk back to this man. I don't say anything to this man. I mean, when he say he see you with the cell phone, I'm pretty sure your bitch ass got a cell phone. Just call a spade a spade, honey. I'm pretty sure your cell phone is out. That man ain't going crazy. grades and i'm not saying when they go home they don't do what i do when i go home i take a minute for it takes me a minute to get my shit together so when i go home i for an hour or two i don't look at work i don't look at my work my homework i don't look at it i sit up here i watch a movie i look at some stuff um um and then I go into doing today's lessons. That's why I do. Um, so, a lot of times, people, it's not about the grades you get. It's about the content of your character because your grades, they're just a good grades. But if somebody don't like the content of your character and you sitting up there in class talking about something, do you see a cell phone on my desk? You know good well you got a cell phone on your desk, honey. Okay, that man's not that stupid. That man been teaching all these years. If he feels like that, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I say this: there was a guy that had a, a cell phone on his desk, and um, he wasn't even touching it, but he did. He made it a thing. And I will say, maybe he is overreacting; he's over exaggerating, but he clearly see that the phone on your desk. You can't argue with that. <laughs> you can't. So I don't. I don't quite. I, don't, I mean, you know, you just can't have like, like I said, you can't have a gutter snipe attitude and expect people to, to feel some kind of way. Oh, so and so and so and so got a good grade. It's not sometimes it's not about your how you smart. It's about how you act, and you can be ignorant and be a smart person. And so, it's just, it's that. I ain't gonna talk about any other things that went on today. I'm just gonna say this. Today, I took the train to class. So, I took it from where I stay at to Vine City. I will say this. Um, I def that's the route I'm choosing. Even though I don't care for the train, I don't care for people. The lady fell on me, honey. She gonna sit next to me and her ass fell on me. I was like, Lord, help her. Help her. 
I mean, I know why she failed because my foot was in the way. Um, but it was just like, damn, she her whole weight fell on my one arm. And I, I I'm gonna be honest with you, she probably smaller than me because I am a big girl. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I didn't need that this morning. <laughs> this morning so <sighs> I'm gonna be going over stuff you know going on today talking about several different because I, I mean I finished the Aretha Franklin documentary but I already talked about it um I already kind of talked about it because I was like you know people are I remember somebody posted a tweet and they reposted it um on one of those uh, gossip sites which I think was it it's on site or um the neighborhood talk one of them <clears throat> or Shade Room one and posted something where this man was like, you know, you used to be shamed for for having kids out of wedlock at 19. And I was talking about the fact that, you know, the story is complicated. You don't know the whole story and how you gonna sit there and shame a young woman and not shame the young man for getting her pregnant. So I had some opinions about this. Um so I let me know that I had an opinion about that when it came to Aretha Franklin, you know, Aretha Franklin had two kids before the age of 20. She had two kids before the age of consent. You know, the age of consent is, uh, I don't know what the age of consent is in Detroit. I know in Georgia it's 16 and I know in California it's 18. So, I mean, you know. Um, but she had her babies at the age of not consent, and I was like wondering about that. The other part that made me question there was a lot of questions I had about Aretha Franklin. Um, they ain't gonna get answered. <laughs> They ain't gonna get answered because she ain't here to defend herself. So, I mean, they're not gonna get answered. And I mean, you know, even though there's people who are industry insiders that put out their information about what has happened to her, the only person whose voice is golden to hers, as far as I'm concerned, her voice is saying, stay out of my business. It's none of your business. Mind your own business that paid you, okay? And she she'll be right. You know, she had a secret life. She was on a talk show. She was talking on a talk show, and they asked her, "You know, you have a lot of secrets. What are you, you know? Why you don't? Why you don't talk about your secrets?" She's like, "And I like to keep it that way." You know. Another thing I had questioned though was about her dad's death. Um, what was his true death day? Because um, in the in the 
the um, docu-series. Um, he got shot in 1979, but they announced that he officially had passed away in 1984. Um, he never woke up. He was in a coma for five years. And I was questioning the technicality of that. You know? I was questioning the technicality of that. Because the reason I question the technicality of that, because if he never woke up for five years, went and technically had passed away in 1979, when he initially went into coma. I don't know. Um, that's a long time to have somebody in the coma for somebody to be laying there in the coma, um, um like that. That's that's crazy. That was a very sad way for him to go. And I wonder if the people who shot him and tried to rob him, I wonder if they knew him. Because I mean, according to the according to the was it was it the History Channel story about her father? Um that was on Hulu. Let me see what it's on. Um according to that, he was a Rolling Stone. So I just wonder, like, you know, was it somebody that knew him? Because most of the time, if somebody kill you, it's because it's someone who knew you. It's never anybody you don't know. But it bothered me that he was in a coma for, like... He was in a coma for five years and that bothered the hell out of me. I was like, why are you in a coma so long? When he was officially announced deceased when he went to a nursing home and I guess, you know, in nursing homes, they can't take care of you the way they're supposed to take care of you. So yeah, I mean, that was the part that I was also questioning. I want to know why her mom had a heart attack. That was another thing that happened in the story that really stuck out to me was her mom had a heart attack but her mom didn't have a heart attack because she was an older woman her mom had a heart attack because she her mom was only 34 years old when she passed her mom was only 34 years old I don't know if it was from a broken heart and because she couldn't be around her children. I don't know the reason why. I just know that she had passed from, she just passed from um, a heart attack. That was another question too about her mom. And there was a whole lot of mysteries dealing with Aretha Franklin. Like, I mean, the documentary, it was, I mean, the, the docuseries was good. The biopic was good. But I just want to know, like, you know, it's a lot of stuff I still have questions about. 
They didn't talk about who the father of her children was. And I'm pretty sure Auntie Aretha would say, it's none of your damn business, neither. <laughs> uh, we talking about the oldest ones. Y'all know, I ain't gonna go into details about that because like I said here, I respect the deceased. Um, because they are absent in body does not mean their spirit is not present. Um, so I'm going to leave it alone, but I do have my questions, Miss Franklin. You ain't got to answer them if it's none of my business, but I'm just saying, you know, I wonder who, I know what people are saying, but I wonder what she know and who was the father of her children. Um, a, a woman don't get herself pregnant. That's all I'm going to say. Granted, she wasn't even a woman. She was a child. It was National Geographic that did it. Okay. Genius Aretha, National Geographics. It was National Geographics that did the um, docuseries. It's on Hulu if y'all want to watch it. But I was just curious about that. You know, I was like, you know. <laughs> and like I said, she wasn't even the age of consent when she could see both her children. Her first two children. I think her last two, because she had four boys. I think her last two were conceived um, while she was married. But, um, you know, like I said, nobody gets themselves pregnant. Um, the, the thing that y'all say these days, you know, women, them, them days were different than women these days. These days, you really got to question it because bitches are really out here turkey basing. Honest to God, okay? Um, Alexis Scott still don't know who the father of her child is. <laughs> said it to be funny i mean i laughed a little bit but i'm just saying you know y'all some turkey basting bitches and i didn't even realize that women did stuff like that until i watched uh the game the show the game i know you women did stuff like that y'all over here turkey basting so you out here making people dads who don't want to be dads that's a mess that's messy. But she was raised by the church, and so things were different then. Um, I just know that I'm going to be straight up honest with you. The only thing I know for a fact was that it was not consent. It definitely was not consent. She was 12, 14 years old. She was, she was not, that was not consent at all. So, that's all I can say about that. But once again, I just can see Auntie Aretha saying, you know, that's none of your damn business. And it's not. But it's just that stuff you wonder and stuff like that, you know, and it's crazy because it's like, it, it's just crazy. Their way of illustrating it um, was different than the way the the, the, the series illustrated. They illustrated differently, but I feel like there's like some something more sinister. But like I said, it's none of my business. And if, if she's not allowed to defend herself, then I can't really touch that story. I genuinely can't. I know here we talk about the smooky, the ooky, and the kooky. 
but there's some things I just don't like. I know I talk about some things dealing with deceased people, but when it comes to people like Aretha Franklin, I can't. I can't touch that with a 10-foot pole because it's like there is a spiritual realm and spiritually I feel like she does not want her business all out there on easy street. I personally feel that way. So today, I'm just going to talk about what's going on in, uh, in the news and stuff like that. There's a few stories I have that I want to talk about. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, but before we do that, before we do that, here's a word from my sponsor, honey. I'm back. Put it like this before I start talking about these two people right here. Um, I want to talk about why you need to watch your kids, and when kids start playing with a big group of kids, not everybody's kids have the same intentions as yours. Um, there's things that you know, uh, as a adult I will never forget how my great-grandmother had an iron fist when it came to kids um we couldn't have friends over because she didn't want to deal with the the fallout of a child getting hurt and falling or hurting themselves or breaking an arm or anything like that. So I want to talk about this real quick. And then we're going to talk about these two fools right here. Who think it's cute to do damn uh, public service announcement. But really it was to, to, to itch to scratch the day they had. Because like I said. We already talked about that now. Like you know it is curious. It's a curious thing you know. That you know Aretha Franklin got pregnant at 12 and 14 years old. It is also a um, thing, you know, it's, it's about your child's environment and how your child is being dealt with. Um, so yesterday, I told y'all, y'all heard, well, was it yesterday? No, it'll be to. <laughs> I got my days mixed all up. Okay, so it would be okay. I'll say it would be yesterday with me recording this for Thursday. So yesterday I was. Um, it wasn't yesterday though. It was really Tuesday. <laughs> so on Tuesday. <laughs> Um, I was sitting up here and I, I told y'all because I, I posted the, the podcast now. I posted that podcast for today because I wanted to do my podcast and I wanted to make sure I did my podcast and I was able to um 
just get ahead of it just in case i just wanted to get ahead of it that's all that's it that's all paul so um you'll hear that there's kids in my background as my great-grandmother would call it cutting the food a long story short I don't know if I was still recording when the little boy started screaming. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just know that the little boy ran down the streets with his pants down. I don't know what went down. I don't know what happened. I don't know if a bug got in his pants. My theory, because like I said, you know, I didn't see what happened. I just know the little boy, you know, he was running with his pants down. So my best bet is that, you know, long story short, this little boy um, got a bug in his pants or a fly flew in his pants or something like that. That's the PG rated what I think happened. That's what I'm hoping happened. Because for the life of me, I cannot stomach anything awful happening to kids and I cannot stomach kids doing anything awful to themselves but you have to understand that kids are not raised not every kid is raised like your kid okay that's another part of the problem it's not just disgusting ass adults it's people raising their kids like adults <clears throat> I know someone who's an educator and she said that kids be making orgasm sounds in the classroom. These are second graders. They be in the classroom making noises. Now, I know if Bigo banned me for making orgasmic sounds, <laughs> which I wasn't, I was yawning. Like, if the kid, because the kid is of color, if that kid was in a majority called Cassidy of it all school, that's what we call it. That kid, that kid would get suspended or kicked out of school for something like that. But this is not a called Cassidy of it all school. And my mom, you know, was thinking to herself, like, where are these kids learning this sound? Where do kids learn sounds like that? I'm like, well, uh, either they hear their mama and daddy getting in, the or they hear their daddy getting in, the or they hear their mama getting in, the or grandma done found her a fling, or they stay up late at night and watch HBO Real Sex. Um... That's old school, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about when I say old school HBO real sex on Wednesday and Thursday night. The reason I knew about it because classmates were talking about it, okay? Don't ask me. I was a good little girl and I wasn't having orgasm sounds in the classroom, okay? But 
back in the day when we were younger and we only had cable and we had we didn't have digital hbo every wednesday or thursday night at around three in the morning or two in the morning they will show real sex okay so that's my reference is very old school but for kids to hear noises like that or to hear sounds like that it goes back to me being in the second grade and it was this little boy who was talking about there was a scene and he would just say some disturbing things and most of them had to and most of them was disturbing things he would tell me was about mutilation of female body parts. And I'm like, who raised you? Who is your mom and them? Who is raising you? You have to be careful who your kids hang around with. So like I said, I didn't see exactly what happened. I didn't know little boy was running with his pants down. And like I said, my assumption is that there was a bug in his pants. But I would hate to think anything other than that. You have to be careful who your kids hang around, especially when it comes to other kids. Because you everybody don't raise their kids exactly like you raise your kids. You have to be careful with that. This is a disclaimer. I'm not a mother. But I am very overprotective of children. I'm not a mother yet. But I'm very overprotective of children. And the reason why I am is because it feels like people don't advocate for children. It feels like people are for self. It feels like kids are exposed to things at a young age that they're not supposed to be exposing to. And... The point of raising a child and making sure a child is not traumatized is so they won't grow up to be fucked up adults. And there's a lot of fucked up adults because they had fucked up childhoods. Does that make sense? So I'm trying to decrease the fucked up adult population. Okay. The only way you could the the only way you could defeat that is by fighting the problems with the kid first. So this whole Tiffany Haddish thing and um, Aries Spears thing is not gonna die down. It should not. They thought they was gonna die down. Um, so I want to talk about what Tiffany Haddish has to say. According to Hollywood Unlock, Hollywood Unlock is biased, but I'm going to go ahead and, and say this because it said this. Um, Tiffany Haddish rele relieved after every Spears skit video surfaced. I want to take responsibility and I was tired of being extorted. What was intended to be a major shakedown for, for Tiffany Haddish. Y'all hear, hear that bullshit, right? Shakedown. 
a Tiffany Haddish turned out to be a great relief for the comedian. However, full details left out about two separate incidents, which led to a long threatened lawsuit have shed a negative light on a renowned comedian and it sparked an even larger conversation online. The mother of the siblings identified by Tiffany Haddish attorney in TMZ. Um, <coughs> sorry. as Trisa Morris was actually longtime friends with Tiffany Haddish at one point who actually got paid for the skit. But things were left after Morris approached the entertainer following her success in Girl Trip and started asking for help with comedic career. When Haddish explained that she was unable to, and I'm not going to read the rest of this, of course he's going to say that they're being extorted. Um, I told y'all, you know, Hollywood unlock over there. He's kind of uh, biased. Okay. And I don't take anything he says serious no more because he announced that London Bridge had fallen. And my thing is, once you commit a crime like that and say a world leader has fallen, now I know y'all don't give a damn about the, the royal family. I get that, but it's a big news for England to say something like that. So he's not credible. I don't even know why I say that. But he's not credible because he's biased. Okay. Now I'm going to play the video. Um, On my live. And it says, Ari Spears claimed the sexual, the sexual child abuse case is an extortionist attempt. I'm no coward. I'm not guilty of anything. What the hell does that mean? What exactly does that mean? I'm curious. I'm not a coward. But usually people say that before they coward out a situation. Or they throw somebody else under the bus. Just saying. That's weird. Why would you say you're not a coward if you didn't commit the crime?
In other news. Y'all know I'm all in Diana Jenkins, Sanella Diana's ass right now. Um, So she decided to do some good. Or she tried to make it seem like she's doing some good. So according to the reality rundown, Sanella Diana donates $100,000 to help the family of the victims of Lion Air Flight 610. <laughs> Y'all know who that is. The victims of the Lion Air Flight 610 is the is is the are the people that got extorted by Um, Erica Girardi's husband. Okay. So, I guess Sanella Diana wants to fix the whole situation. I guess she feels like she fixed the whole situation and she wanted to, you know, fix the situation. And her way of fixing it is by giving them a hundred thousand dollars. You cold bitch. That's all you could give? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're funding your man's career. How stupid of me to forget that. Which I heard that was not going so well for you, Miss Sanella Diana. Is this to help a little friend? Because Erica Girardi already said she don't give a damn. <laughs> Erica Girardi is caught in the preview saying she don't give a damn. She don't give a... She don't give a... She don't care. But all sweet, dear Bosnian heir Sanella Diana decide to give 0.0014% of her wealth to the Lion Air Flight victims' family. This is why I don't trust people like that. I don't trust it. I don't like it. It's very thumb your nose at a situation to me. Can we talk about this real quick? I want to talk about, this is why I said kids should not be in the entertainment industry unless they have correct representatives. 
I personally wouldn't work with kids unless their parents were on set, personally. That's how I feel about things. I don't believe in working with kids. What I say in front of your kid, I'm going to say to you. That's how I feel. According to 2fab.com, Jeanette McCurdy details psychological marriage to dying mother who showered and slept with her on the Red Table Talk. Oh, see, this is another attempt by Jada Pinkett Smith to revive her career. The iCarly alum reflects on being profoundly sexually anorexic due to relationships with her mother as a therapist explained, everybody starts to discuss you. Jeanette McCurdy is again speaking out about her complicated relationship with her late mother and when she endured emotional and physical abuse. While appearing on a season premiere of Facebook Watch Red Table Talk, the iCarly alum who has been promoting her memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, opened up about the impact of the psychological marriage between her and her mom, Debbie, as well as their dynamic after McCurdy had moved out to live on her own for the first time. Speaking to the RTT host, Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and Adrienne Banfield, McCurdy, 30, recall how she got her first apartment at 18. At the time, her mom's breast cancer had returned. While she, while she said it was horrifying that her mom's cancer had came back, she made that she felt some relief being away from her mom following her terminalist childhood, but also guilt around feeling the relief. After she had moved in, the former Nickelodeon star said her mother brought over a copy of the film The Way We Were and asked if they could watch it together. I knew that wasn't just a watching. Robert referred once for a couple hours, she explained. That was my that was mom moving in and she continued to ask me every night, can I just stay over tonight? Can I stay over tonight? For about three months until she didn't ask anymore and lived with me in my first apartment. Because of her mom's presence in her apartment, McCurdy said she again found herself in some hoarding, chaotic environment she lived in as a child. Trauma therapist Kelly McDaniel, who was also at the red table, explained that McCurdy's mom would sleep in her bed with her and would be hugging the whole night. It's complicated, too, because there's the layer of the cancer, McCurdy recalled. So she's hugging me tightly and I feel physically how much her body is deteriorating from the cancer. How am I supposed to set a boundary? How am I supposed to lo- look at my dying mother in the eyes and say, Mom, can you not squeeze me tonight because you're really invading my personal boundary? I just didn't and I couldn't. This is what I was talking about when I said um, how abused children grow up to be traumatized adults and those type of people suck. And trust me, she do suck. Because she has difficulty with loving. She already told you she has difficulty with loving and sex. Let's continue. She said, I couldn't hug people for so long, McCurdy replied. I now love hugs and welcome hugs, but it felt inherently inappropriate to me. It felt like they want someone from someone from me that I can't give. Meanwhile, the Sam and Cat alum who said she experienced decades of torment, exploitation, and manipulation inflicted by her very own mother, she shared also shared when she realized something was off with her relationship with Debbie, who died of breast cancer in 2013. 
She says, <clears throat> when I was 11, my mother taught me calorie restrictions as part of me, no, me, me knew something was off, said McCarty, who had been open about how her mom allegedly introduced her into anorexia. Also, the fact that there was so much secretiveness around it. My gut knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't accept that it wasn't right because I'm a kid and she's my mom. I needed her to be the thing that I wanted her to be in order to survive. McCurdy added that when she was a solid therapist who first told her her mom was abusive, she quit the therapy therapist immediately because she couldn't handle that information. However, when she went back to therapy a year later, she first started confronting it and accepting it. After even hearing the word abuse and then just piecing things together, it felt like I was finally making contact with reality and not living in the necessary delusion of my childhood, she said. Just because I was abused, it doesn't mean that I don't love her, she noted. That has been so difficult to grapple with me. McCarty said it was around the age of 23 and 24 when she was able to stop defending her mother that opened the floodgates. I recognized in that moment, oh, wow, I'm doing a lot of mental gymnastics here to keep my mom where I wish I could keep her. I know if I want to be healthy, I'm going to have to not have her be on the pedestal anymore, and it just happened. I'll say y'all go watch the... Um... Watch Red Table Talk to see the rest of it. Now, that's disturbing. Um, Once again, we're talking about situations. I feel like this whole podcast is about abuse. And I was not planning on that. I really wasn't. Like I said, you know, you got to heal your inner child in order for you to become a better adult. You have to heal your inner child. Because if you don't heal your inner child... You cannot become a better person. That's just that. And she's talking about that. Um, and it's good that she healed her inner child, but it's just very disturbing to me. What happened? Okay, so here we go. Here's another story. I want to talk about Joanne the Scammer, uh, Bishop Joanne the Scammer, aka Bishop Whitehead, um, who is suing. Jives and Larry Reed. So Jives and Reed respond to lawsuit via the New York Post. Jive fired back in Whitehead lawsuit Monday. I'm a commentator. Jive said to the Post, I give commentary on religion, politics, public figures, and everything. We make jokes, make a lot of jokes, especially about this particular situation because the guy really is a joke. So for him to try to even file something is egregious. Y'all know, I talked about, yesterday, I talked about the fact that he was suing Larry Reed and Jives because he feels like,
So, um, Bishop Scammer, Bishop Whitehead, um, is suing them for $20 million for defamation. Okay. Let me continue. He said, he's mad because people, he's getting backlash. And I'm like, dude, you're doing all this talking about robbery. Who else in the world is out here having interviews about being robbed? Reed called Whitehead suit absurd and unfounded. The key thing about a defamation lawsuit is that you go to a show, you got to show a loss, and you also got to show malicious intent. I just stated what every other outlet stated. So he should be suing them as well. He said, there's no good reputation to defame. He has no case. And he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't see him suing the white girl that brought up to begin with. There was a white woman that came out and said all that stuff about him. She was the one that brought up the fact that this man had been arrested for a lot of frivolous activities. And not only that, but you over here robbing elderly members of the church. So how are you going to get mad at them? For facts. People only say facts. We ain't got time for fiction. Some of this stuff I'm going to talk about on my live. So y'all don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. I'll talk about it later. Um, so yeah. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is these walls of things which you do in the dark will come to light, and it always do boo. It always do boo. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie. We all know what we're talking about. But I just want to talk about a few things that was going on. But we don't know what we're going to be talking about on Monday. Bye.